Now, from the University of Okaboji, it's Okaboji Broadcast with Jeff Thee. Welcome to Okaboji Broadcast, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm glad to have here with me today State Representative, State, State Representative, I couldn't say it there, John Wills from Spirit Lake uh, State District 1. Hi there. Welcome. Uh, good, good afternoon. And, yeah, and uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah, you know, in just a week, you're going to be down in Des Moines again. Yeah, January 10, we'll be down in Des Moines and starting to, uh, first week is pretty much pomp and circumstance, but yeah. we get right into it after that and get into the meat and potatoes of the session. Yeah. Uh, are you raring to go? I mean, it's, I'm sure yeah. you are. Yeah, I've got a lot of, uh, lot of initiatives that I'm ready to uh, start looking forward to and I'm really uh, kind of championing this year myself, tax reform. Uh, you know, we've got a billion dollars in reserves uh, that legally we have to have. Yeah. Um, and then we've got another billion dollars in a taxpayer trust fund that has to go out to the taxpayer. Right. And then next year we're projected to have another billion dollars. And so all told, $3 billion sitting in our bank banks making nobody happy. Yeah. Um, and it, it should just go back to the taxpayer. Uh, because we're over collecting taxes. It's very evident we're over collecting taxes right now, and we need to stop that. We're not a bank. We're not, uh, we, we shouldn't just be sitting on money and collecting money or collecting a bunch of extra money and then spending it. Right. We should, uh, we're funding all of our, our programs and, and things that we need to be funding as a state government. It just needs to go back to the people. Yeah. Is, is that a hardship on, on folks to, when you're, Taking those those taxes and and like businesses and so forth, and does it make competition for competing with, oh businesses in South Dakota and a little tougher on us? Yeah, right now I was one of the top. Ta I can't speak. <laughs> you too. <laughs> it's the first of the year. Yeah, <laughs> we're one of the highest tax states in the nation. I think number forty-seven when you combine all of our taxes together. Uh, so you look at that, um, if we can reduce our income tax, which we're right around 32 in the nation, if we can lower our income tax down to less than 25, uh, we're going to be more competitive. Um, uh, corporate taxes, we're like number 48 in the nation. You know, if we can look at something uh, in that area, uh, I think we could be more competitive in, yeah. the, in the Midwest, for sure, if yeah. nation. Well, just look at the way the, uh, the exodus that they're seeing in some really high-tax states, you know, California, New York, and people going to Florida and Texas. They, they've had it. No tax states. Yeah. No income taxes. And people are saying, well, if they're not going to change something, I'm going to change something, and uh, mm -hmm. they pack up the U-Haul and get going. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So... Um, Again, the Republicans are in the majority, pretty comfortable in the, in the House yet. Senate's tight. Of course, Republican governor, you t said tax reform. Any other priorities uh, moving forward for this session that Republicans have? So another one that I'm going to be working at, I think all, uh, these are number one and two issue in the House, at least, tax reform and workforce development. And so I think those two, right now we've got 65,000 65, jobs uh, listed on our state uh, workforce uh, website. Yeah. 65,000 jobs are sitting out there. We don't have the people to fill them. We do have about 115,000 unemployed Iowans. Now, not all of them are employable, uh, but a, a good portion of those could go to take some of those 65,000 jobs. Yeah. So I would look at some things like uh, unemployment uh, reform or, or uh, benefit reform, that sort of thing. 
But I think we also need to look at licensure reform. We need to look, because some of those jobs people can't get to because they, they don't have the license or they, they don't have the skills. We've already got some very nice skill uh, gamesmanship. Uh, so like through the community college, you can go get a, a skill, you can get a license, or you can get an additional education. Right. Um, I think daycare and childcare is another huge oh. uh, thing. Uh, some 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 uh, people. I was going to say some women, but it's not always the woman. No. Some people are staying home, taking care of the kids, which is all right if that's what they want to do. Um, but they simply can't afford daycare. Yeah. Uh, but it, so we need to look at how can we make that daycare more affordable without giving people a bunch of money to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I think some of those those are some of the things that we need to look at uh, doing. Uh, in improving the ability for people to get a job, yeah, uh, and then looking at legal uh, legal immigration to the state of Iowa, uh, workforce housing because that's the next thing we're going to hit is how to how do we house uh, people moving to the state of Iowa when we right. don't have adequate housing now, um, especially in the rural areas. We did make a big big uh, jump towards that last year where we uh, our workforce housing tax credit was fifteen million dollars. And we increased it to 32 million, 17 of which had to go to rural Iowa. Uh, well, that was gone in a matter of months. Right. Uh, so we need to either look at more workforce housing tax credits or figuring out what we need to do uh, yeah. with that. Any thoughts on? I think it's on Friday. The U.S. Supreme Court's supposed to supposed to rule on this uh, with COVID uh, for businesses or employers of with a hundred or more of either way they could you know crystal ball but there are ramifications within the state of Iowa if the Supreme Court yeah. holds that up so you said Friday that they're gonna I, I believe so anyway yeah that'd be very cool because uh, then we'll know we've been kind of waiting to see what that lawsuit uh, turns out we've been very interested in seeing the, the results of that lawsuit I fully believe that the Supreme Court will say uh, to uh, Joe Biden you can't do that. Uh, it's an illegal mandate. OSHA is not designed. It is not a constitutional organization that can make law. Right. Uh, right. Congress makes law. Yeah. And so that's what OSHA is doing right now is they're making law. And so I think that that the Supreme Court is going to throw that out. However, if they if they do not throw it out by some weird option or op, you know thing, yeah. um, we're going to have to address that. We're going to have to do something. It's going to make it very touchy because the federal Federal, which if, if if Supreme Court does not or upholds the law or the the rule, right. it becomes a law. Right. Um, which is why I don't think it's going to be constitutional. But if the Supreme Court should do that, and we try to act on it, the federal law supersedes state yeah. law, and so we lose again. But we're going to try. We're not going to stop. Right. Because we believe that these mandates are uh, totally uh, wrong and uh, not something that should be done. Uh, but that's basically why we've been waiting is we can't, uh, we want to try to do it the right way through the courts. All right. Um, and then if we can't get our way there, uh, we'll try to address it through a law, yeah. which is going to get shot down by the courts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and all we can do is wait and see what they do at this point and, that's right. and move on from there. Yep. So when you get going next week, it, it, does it start out with uh, the governor giving her state of the state uh, address? Uh, yeah. So a lot of pompous circumstance next week. Governor will uh, start out on Tuesday, so we'll gavel in for the first time on Monday. Okay. The governor will give her address, and she's going to do that on Tuesday night now, where it used to be done in the day. Yeah. Last year was the first time she did it at night, 
and she liked that. Um, so I think she got some viewership on PBS or whatever. And so they're going to, uh, she wants to do that again this year. So Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday will be the state of the, of the courts. Okay. Thursday will be the state of the National Guard. And so a lot of uh, just reports, a lot of uh, here's how we're doing, here's yeah. what's going on in the state. And uh, so we'll kind of get spun up to date and uh, kind of get the need to know stuff out of the way next yeah. week. And then the week after we'll start really getting into the meat and potatoes and doing our committee work, starting to uh, move bills out of committee so that we can start debating them and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Now with, uh, of course, it's it's an election year for you, for the governor. Um, first of all, how, how tough is that? You're in District 1 right now, and you know, you're going to be running for re-election in, in another. Does that mean a lot more uh, political forums and, and parades and getting out and meeting a whole group of new people while yeah. you're still representing another group of people? Yeah, I really feel like I need to represent Lyon, Osceola, and Dickinson County, which is House District 1. Uh, but I'm a candidate for House District 10, which is Dickinson, north half of Clay, Palo Alto, and the southwest corner of Kasuth. So that really brings me to two different directions in the state of Iowa. I really feel like uh, Lyon and Osceola still need my representation. Yeah. So I, I intend on going to forums and, and to legislative uh, update uh, type things over there. Uh, but I also want to start campaigning and getting my no name known to the folks uh, in the new district as right. well. And so I intend on uh, just trying to play double duty for a little <laughs> while and, and seeing a, a double the number of folks and uh, double the number of forums and that sort of thing. But the way I understand is there's not a lot of forums over in Palo Alto or uh, Kasuth, uh, but whatever I can do, I will. And if yeah. anybody has an event or has something they'd like me to uh, to go to over there, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah. Um, any indication from the, the governor, as we said, she's in a re-election mode now as well, as far as expectations she has of the legislature, things that she'd like to see move forward that would it help her in her re-election bid? Yeah, I think she's really voiced a lot of support for um, tax reform, which uh, is something that I, I personally am going to work on. I've got a bill that uh, would go to uh, bring our top rate of 6.8. That, that will be in 2023 down to 4%. It'd be a flat tax. Uh, I think that she would probably be supportive of something along that lines. Yeah. Um, she's also supportive of workforce development. We, we need to, I mean, that's, those are our two biggest needs in the state of Iowa right now, yeah. workforce development taxes. And so we're aligned. The Senate is aligned with those two um, as well. I think uh, school choice is, you know, last year we couldn't pass school choice um, in the state house. Uh, I was a kind of a champion of a school choice. I call it parents' choice. Right, right. It really does. It's 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 more about parents' choices than it is about the school. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but a lot of things have happened over the course of the last uh, six or eight months that have really changed a lot of legislators' minds. And I think a lot of parents are screaming for this right now. They would like to have school choice. Uh, they'd like to have the option to be able to send their kid to a different school versus maybe a school that's not listening to them. Right. I want to always preface that by saying our schools in Northwest Iowa are awesome. Right. And I haven't had a single complaint from parents or, or otherwise, uh, or school boards. Um, there is some concern about some minor things here or there across uh, House District 1. Mm -hmm. 
I have had a lot of complaints from uh, more populated school districts, uh, the Polk County, uh, Des Moines School District, uh, Ankeny, uh, Johnston, Grimes, you know, the, those kind of school districts. And this has to do with curriculum that's being passed? Or some or? curriculum, some just the school board not listening to yeah. the parents. Yeah. And you're seeing that nationwide where parents are, I, I think we've seen elections in Virginia where uh, people didn't think they were being listened yeah. to and and the uh, party switched yep. in Virginia, so. You're exactly right. You know, the school school boards, no no time in, in, I think, in my lifetime have school board elections become, like, important. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, I've always said, I believe that elections are important from the local dog catcher to the president. Yeah. Um, sometimes those local district, uh, local elections are more important than the president's elections because I just don't see that the president as is, you know, everybody looks at that as the prize on election day. But what can a re really a president do? You know, they're they're held and constrained right. so much. And where locally, and you and I can both speak to this, yes. uh, you have direct connection with those people that you're serving. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you know, they have direct access to you as well. And if they feel they're not being listened to, you know, if the, you know, I know the, whoever the president, doesn't matter the party isn't hearing what I'm having to say, but I can talk to my state rep and you can talk to your supervisor and, and at least get your intentions known. You're exactly right. Yeah. I, I've always, uh, people have asked me, well, why did you, because this is my first elect position that I've ever run for, why did you decide to run for a house? You know, and I'm like, well, because I didn't know. Um, <laughs> I just was asked and I said, okay, I'll do it. Um. But then they said, well, why did you skip school board? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'd never want to be in school board. That's the most, uh, you know, people are calling you all the time. And, <laughs> and while I get well, called. What are we most passionate about? Our kids. Yeah. You know? But I can't imagine like city council or supervisor, people are probably calling you probably way more than what they call me. Yeah. Um, and that's not all bad. I, I like to be called. I like to be uh, people. To and I do too. Right. Yes. Issues. Um, but uh, sometimes one issue can be, bring a lot of phone calls, and you're like, yes, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> you're my 13th person who have called. You yeah. Know, or, you know. yeah, and it is amazing, and, and it's many times a wonderful learning opportunity to, to hear an opposing viewpoint. But, uh, yeah, I agree, and, and I've always broken it up into there's, there's public, or not public officials, but public service, and then there's politics, and I do yeah. prefer public service and helping people out if possible. So Yeah, I've kind of really looked at my whole life as being a public service. I served 25 years in the military and, yeah. you know, work with water quality. I believe that's a public service. And then uh, the, the House of Representatives, yeah. I believe, is a, a public service as well. There's always politics in everything you do. Oh, sure. From going, you know, telling somebody about a movie that you wanted to go see you know, <laughs> all the way up to the president. Yeah. Um, but there's, po so there's politics and everything. But, yeah, there is. Um, we, we learned how to separate and segregate. Yeah, and, and you have said many times to me that, you know, what people don't know is down in Des Moines, you're talking to the op people in the opposition party, and, you know, how are your kids? You know, are, is, are, are they still playing basketball? You know, it's and it's on the hot topic issues where all of a sudden there's the, the split, but a lot of, you know, it, it's all these people trying to make what they think is right happening. I, uh, so um, to just kind of go along with that, just a few weeks ago, um, I got a phone call from a, a Democrat, she, a female Democrat, who called me. She said, uh, Wills, I wanted you to be one of the first. She, she calls me Wills. <laughs> She's like, Wills, I wanted you to be the first one to know that I'm going to, I'm retiring. 
and she said, I, I just want to let you know because she sits fairly close to me and she yeah. said, I'm going to miss you and uh, miss our, our discussions and our conversations. And so that's the kind of relationship we have down there. Yeah. Now have her and I gotten to the big biggest arguments and fights sure. as well? Yeah, we do, but we, we just learned to... That's what having a couple parties is all about, <laughs> opposing yeah. viewpoints. Yeah. And, you know, it's often just what is the role of government? Yeah. And this is my view of what government should be should or not be doing, and yours, and you know, and who's ever got the bigger numbers gets it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but it is a lot of people trying to do good. So you'll be starting that next Monday, and uh, along with uh, everybody else in the House, and of course, uh, um, Senator, State Senator Elect Dave Rowley in the the Senate now from Spirit Lake. So yeah, it'll be really interesting. I you know I've known Dave for a long time and a lot of years, and so it'll be interesting to see um, him working on a different level and down in the Senate. Uh, and uh, working on that uh, that level, I think he'll do very well. He's kind of got the temperament and the ability to really um, be able to work with with other people and bring his unique uh, views to. The, I don't. I don't think we've got a. And he's an insurance guy. Yeah. I don't think we've got an insurance guy in the House <laughs> or the Senate. And so it'll be. He'll bring some unique perspectives yeah. to that uh, aspect. And that's the beauty of a citizen government. You know, uh, you you are. Yeah different people, different occupations, views of life, and, you know, that uh, better than one person, a dictator, telling you exactly how it's going to happen. So yeah. we're pretty lucky. Sure. Well, thank you for your, your service, as always, uh, Mr. Wills, and uh, much thank appreciated. You. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for interviewing and, and kind of getting our uh, important issues out to the forefront. Appreciate uh, that as well, and uh, good luck to everybody down there, and I know it's a Long session, hopefully not over 100 days, but we'll I, see. So it tends to be in election years like this. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a short session because uh, everybody wants to get Everyone's Everybody <laughs> Almost nobody has the exact same district, so there, there's different people, new people to contact. So, yeah, yeah you're probably right. We'll yeah. be fairly short. Yeah, well, best of luck down there. And so thank anyway, you. our guest here again, State Representative John Wills of Spirit Lake. And we want to thank him for taking time and again for his service, not only here, but of course in the military. And we thank you for watching us right here on Okaboji Broadcast. Okaboji Broadcast from the studios at Historic Arnold's Park Amusement Park is brought to you in part by the Scott Troutman State Farm Agency in Spirit Lake. Quest Wealth Management, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. Advisor Jan Spielman, A.J. Spielman, and Erica Wachholz. Duckies Marine and Motorsports Repair in Spirit Lake. Bank Midwest, Dream Big, Plan Wisely, Live Well. Lakes Regional Healthcare and Avera Partner. Ruthven Locker at the Lake, where carnivores are welcome on Hill Avenue in Spirit Lake. Beck Engineering in Spirit Lake. B Radiant Laser Skin Studio in the Okaboji Plaza in Okaboji. 